Welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast, juicy conversations about bravely stepping to the edge of your life to welcome in more health, fulfillment, and joy. I'm Stephanie Johnston, your host and also the founder of the Journey to Health and Happiness. I'm so glad you're here. Sink in and enjoy. Welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Steph Johnston, your host. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Today, I'm going to share more of my story, specifically the pivot I made over the last two years and how I became a health and life coach. Have you ever heard the story of the feather, the brick, and the Mack truck? I think it's more of a parable. And honestly, I have no idea where it comes from. So I apologize. I won't be able to properly credit the person who came up with this, but here's the crux of it. Do you believe the universe sends us signals? I do. I believe we are divinely guided. I know this sounds a little woohoo, but I promise if you stick with me to the end, you may recognize some of this story in your own. The truth is sometimes we choose to listen to these nudges or signals, and sometimes we don't. I didn't. My goal with the Stepping to the Edge podcast is to have real conversations about next acts, new adventures, and the desire for more. As a woman staring down my 50s, it's important for me that I share the message that we are not too old to try something new, to try something else, to try something different. And we sure as hell don't need to feel guilty about it. I'll dig into this in future episodes, but for now, just know that I believe that we are each worthy of a second, a third, heck, even a fourth act if we desire it. We as women at our mid-age have spent our lives pouring into our families, into our careers. Our children are most likely high school age. Maybe they're heading off to college. Maybe they're already there. And we're starting to wonder what's next for us. And to be clear, wanting more isn't saying we don't love what we have. We love our jobs, our families, our relationships, and yet we still desire more. And why not? Why not desire more? It doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't have to be a choice. Let me take you back a couple of years to when I started to wonder what was next for me and began wanting more. I was a successful regional manager for a global apparel brand. As I mentioned in the podcast trailer, if you've listened to it, I've worked in retail since I was 16 years old. No, seriously. When the Gap put up the sign in my local mall that they were my 16-year-old self, got in line with a resume. Yes, we printed resumes back then on actual paper and interviewed for the job. And just for nostalgia's sake... If you're old enough to have watched the old Saturday Night Live episodes where they did skits about the gap, yes, I was the girl in the freshly pressed white woven and jeans in the fitting room suggesting a belt with every outfit. Because friends, it was the 90s and all you needed to do was cinch it. But seriously, if you haven't seen those episodes or you'd like to take a trip down memory lane, look them up on YouTube. There's thousands there. They're hysterical and not far from the truth from those early days in retail. Anyway, thank you for indulging me on that trip down memory lane. But back to the point of this episode. 
as a regional, I was working 60 hours a week. I was traveling across Canada and to points of the U S honestly, I traveled so much. I had status with some of the best hotel chains and airlines in the world. This was a perk my family loved about my job. It was a perk I loved about my job. We were able to cash in my reward points for snowboard vacations and trips to Disney World. And have I mentioned, I love Disney. So the idea of going to Disney World on reward points was all I needed. But perhaps we'll save my love for Disney World for a future episode. I was successful and I had built a career and a reputation I could be proud of. I had done the work. I was working my way up the corporate ladder. So what does this have to do with the feather, the brick and the Mack truck? Well, the feather, this was a subtle nudge. At the time, it wasn't something I could articulate. Nothing happened really, nothing dramatic. It was just a feeling. There was this something stirring in my subconscious. After years of climbing the corporate ladder, I started to feel this sense that there had to be more. With each new position, with each new responsibility or achievement, there was less fulfillment. I was grateful for the job, as I've said many times. I loved the people that I worked with. I loved the work. But I just had this sense that I wanted something else, that I wanted something more. With this feeling of wanting more came guilt. Who was I for wanting more? I had a great career. I was paid well. I have a beautiful family. We live in this gorgeous little community. Isn't that enough? Shouldn't I have been feeling completely satisfied? Regardless of should or should nots, I wasn't. I was no longer feeling satisfied. And as I, as I reflect now, I can say that this was the beginning of me dreaming of my next act. Then came the brick. In podcasts I've been a guest in over the last year, I've described what happened next as the Mack truck. But as I sit here with you today, and I truly have had time to reflect on all that I've been through and through this pivot and through this journey, I now know this was only the brick, the big brick, but meaning just a brick. In 2018, I was diagnosed with cancer. This diagnosis of disease in my body, in my health, in my life was scary. And yet it is something that I will forever be grateful for. I know this may sound crazy for some, the idea that I can be grateful to have been diagnosed with cancer, but I am. That season of my life was the first real pivot. Let's call it the mini pivot that has brought me so much joy. Through this experience, I began to research ways to reduce the toxins in my life. And through that journey, I fell in love with essential oils. And through essential oils, I was introduced to a community of women who are empowered, supportive, and badass. Seriously, without even realizing what I was seeking at the time was a new tribe. I was unconsciously seeking to be in relationship with other women who were going after their dreams, who were making changes in their lives for themselves and for their families. Women who were building something of their own, stepping to the edge of their lives and being bold enough to go for it. 
These women embraced me and they welcomed me in. It's such a beautiful, incredible community, a community of women. Honestly, when I was in corporate, I didn't even know existed. I was coming from a background of women who, while in relationship, were more in competition than in support of each other. And for this beautiful new community, I will forever be grateful. I cannot wait to introduce some of them to all of you listening here on the podcast. So stay tuned for future episodes. It was during this time that I started my network marketing business. I was sharing my passion for essential oils because I loved it. I loved the oils. I loved the impact it was having on my health and on the lives of my family. I found a hobby, a passion project, and it brought me so much joy. At the time, it wasn't about the money. I was working full-time. I had a beautiful career. It was about connection. It was about community. It was about seeing someone who suffered with back pain finally experiencing relief. It was about a stressed mama messaging me that her little one was sleeping through the night. Finally, that was something I could relate to. I had been using the oils myself to support feelings of overwhelm and anxiousness as I was experiencing as we navigated multiple doctor's appointments and trips to the cancer clinic and made decisions about my future health. Throughout my cancer journey, I continued to work full time. My side hustle was happening on the side. I was deep in the side hustle closet. It wasn't something I shared about with people that I worked with. I was afraid they would judge me. I was afraid what they would say. You're in network marketing. Is that a, a pyramid scheme, right? All of those things came to mind. And so I very much kept my business to myself. I was so concerned about what they would say or what they would think of me. But the sense that there was more available to me continued to get stronger. I could sense change was on the horizon. I couldn't articulate it. Not yet. I didn't quite know what was coming. But you know that sense deep down inside of you that something is coming? I knew that something was coming. I started to consider what life after retail would look like. What might I do next? What else could be out there for me? But fear held me back. Can you relate to that? Is there a dream or a desire on your heart, something you've been wanting to try or do, but fear is holding you back? I had a great paying job and security. I had a family to consider. Who was I to think that there was more out there for me? Does this sound familiar? Have you ever experienced these thoughts? Then January of 2020, I got my chance to find out what else was out there for me. If you're keeping track, this is the Mack truck moment. I was restructured. My role was eliminated. Bottom line, I was fired. Wow. I think honestly, that's the first time I've said those words out loud and publicly. I was fired. This, for those of you keeping track, was my Mack truck moment. I walked into the office one morning and 30 minutes later walked out with an envelope and no longer had a job. The strangest feeling came over me. I'll call it relief. It was this sense of just release, release of the pressure and the stress and the overwhelm that I maybe didn't even know that I was carrying. 
I remember calling my mom on my drive home to let her know what had happened, but also more importantly, to let her know that she may not be able to get a hold of me on my cell phone. It was a corporate cell phone. I knew it was going to be cut off and I wanted to let her know that I was okay. She asked how I felt and I said, I feel like I lost 20 pounds. My initial reaction was relief. I felt free. I felt happy. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew I felt better than I had in months, maybe in years. I can remember clearly that the sun was shining. It was one of those rare January days in Ontario where it's cold and crisp, but the sun is out and it's gorgeous and it's beaming. It was beautiful. It was also one of those rare days in Ontario where there was no traffic on the highway. I turned up the music and I drove home. When I got home, I sat down in my favorite chair. And if you follow me on Instagram at stepping to the edge, you'll know this is my cozy corner where I love to drink my morning coffee. I sat down and suddenly realized I had nothing to do. I had called my husband on the way home, of course, and let him know what was happening, but I had no emails to reply to. I had no 911 texts flooding in. And this is when it hit me. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to go in the morning. And this is when things got really quiet and relief turned to panic. What the hell was I going to do? We have a kid, we have kids and a mortgage, a lifestyle that we enjoy. What was I going to do? The next couple of weeks are a blur. I dove headlong into busy work, cleaning closets, decluttering, driving my kids here, there, and everywhere. I did anything and everything to be productive. I had been running at mock speed for so many years. I didn't know how to rest. And I was worried what people would think. I was worried that if I took time to rest, people would think I was lazy. She lost her job. And now what? She's just laying around the house. I didn't want anyone thinking that I was just existing, that I wasn't doing anything. Even if Lord knows I had earned a long break and I really needed a nap. I made the bold statement to my husband shortly after that I was going to take some time off. I was going to figure out what I wanted to do next, and I wasn't rushing into anything. Three months. Yeah, that sounds like a good break. Three months. Yes, I'll take three months. Now, the timing of my departure from corporate life was, as I said, January of 2020. And as you well know, in March of 2020, the world shut down. A global pandemic unlike anything we had ever experienced was happening, and suddenly, my whole family was home under one roof. My husband quickly transitioned to working from home. The kids were off school and then transitioned to online. Who remembers what a blast online school was, right? And you know what? I was the happiest I had been in years. I was off work. My family was all home under one roof and no one could go anywhere. We had breakfast together. We had lunch together. We had dinners together. We watched movies together. We were together. And that's what mattered to me. This is all I had been praying for, for years. While others were experiencing feelings of fear and anxiety and stress, I was elated. Now keep in mind, 
we have teenagers. I wasn't responsible for homeschooling toddlers or small children. And for all you mamas out there who did, bless you. Seriously, if you have elementary age school children that you led through homeschooling in the midst of a pandemic, bless you. And know that I believe there is a very special place in heaven just for you. But for my mamas with teenagers, you may be able to relate. Our kids are at a unique time in their lives. Some may already have their driver's license, so they no longer need us to drive them around. They're involved with sports, busy with school, extracurriculars, with their friends. They have their own lives. And when we were in lockdown and no one could go out, I embraced this time with our boys. If you ask them, I probably embraced it too much. My youngest son has been known to say that I have too much pep in my step, especially in the mornings. And yes, I'm sure I drove them nuts with my request to watch a movie. Let's go for a walk. Who wants to go to the park? <laughs> this again was me desiring not only to spend quality time with our boys, but to stay busy. I thought we always needed to be doing something. And since we were all home together, why not do things together? Can you just imagine the teenage eye rolls? Oh yes, there were many. Lockdown was the moment that triggered the pivot for me. I had said I was going to take time off to consider what to do next. And initially that was going to be looking for another job in retail. I would move to another company. I would build my career again. I had done it once and I knew I could do it again. I had great references and I was confident I would find something great. But in the midst of a global pandemic, when the malls and stores were closed and companies were laying off employees, applying for a job mm, seemed fruitless. So instead, I began to pour myself into my network marketing business. I began to teach classes online and quickly realized that my community was in need of connection. During this time, so many of us were craving connection and relationship. We couldn't be together physically, but we were looking for ways to be together regardless. I dove into opportunities for creating connection for others, teaching classes online, and I dove into opportunities to build relationship for myself. If there was an online workshop or a course being offered by anyone, I took it. I began to explore what else was possible. And yes, again, there's a theme here. This was me keeping myself busy. Rest is something that came later, honestly, and it is a practice that I continue to work on. It will be something that I continue to work on for my life, I anticipate. But during this time, I became a certified essential oil specialist. I loved the oils, as I've mentioned, and knew they worked, but it was important to me to know why they worked. I'm a curious individual, and I need to know the why behind it. I took the courses and I learned, and I was becoming increasingly impassionate about building a business selling these oils. I believed, and still do, that every family can be supported in some way with these amazing natural products in their homes. So I hired a coach. This was a huge pivot for me. This was the moment I made the decision that I was going to pursue building something of my own. I was making an investment in myself and in my future. I was part terrified and part elated. And I just want to take a moment to pause here for a second because I really desire to reinforce that contrast. 
that idea, that duality of fear and excitement. I truly believe that that duality of fear and excitement is the essence of stepping to the edge, being partly terrified and partly elated, being fearful yet brave. These are the elements. This is the essence of stepping to your edges. As part of my coaching program I, that I joined, I worked one-on-one with an incredible mentor and coach, and I participated in monthly masterclasses with some of the most amazing women I have ever known. We're talking passionate, talented women, building businesses and stepping up as leaders in what they do. It was incredible to be in relationship with these women. We motivated each other. We inspired each other. We held space for each other. We cried together and we celebrated together. Their friendships were and are truly a gift. The experience of hiring a coach and being part of this incredible masterclass facilitated me finding the confidence to expand my reach and continue to explore and consider new opportunities. I became a licensed desire map facilitator and went back to school. I went back to school at 48 years old. I went back to school. No, you are not too old and neither am I. I was pursuing something I hadn't considered. I was in the midst of my second act. I decided to stop worrying about other, what others would think what was expected of me. And I made the decision to boldly step to the edge of my comfort zone and go after something new. Yes, I considered what if I failed? What if it didn't work? But what if it did? What if it was even better than I imagined? And it was that, it was the essence of that that continued to drive me. It's what continues to drive me today. The idea that it could be even better than what we imagined. Losing my job was the Mack truck moment. And years ago, the idea of that would have left me feeling broken. But truth is, this truck, for me, it didn't break me. It started to build me. I was bruised for sure, and there were lots of healing to do. But I was being rebuilt. The feather, the brick, and the truck. They were part of a new foundation I was constructing. I was and am stepping into a new version of myself. This experience led me to pivot, to begin to build a business I love, and to become a health and life coach. I am taking what I loved in my corporate career, coaching and being a mentor and a leader And I've made the pivot to use those skills and do more of what I love to build a business and create incredible impact in the lives of the clients that I work with. And now I'm expanding again with this podcast. I'm so excited for this adventure that we are embarking on together. And I want you to know how grateful I am that you're here with me listening. As I wrap up this episode, I have a question for you to consider. Have you experienced the truck yet? Maybe for you, it's just been the feather or the brick so far. This is the moment where I'd encourage you to pause for a moment 
and consider, what message are you ignoring? What dream has been on your heart for a while that fear is holding you back from taking action on? What's stirring within you? Perhaps there's a desire to learn a new language, to start a side hustle, to write a blog or go for a new position at work or even become a yoga instructor. Whatever your desire is, I encourage you to pursue it. Trust in yourself. You don't have to have experienced something as dramatic as cancer or losing your job to acknowledging that you want something more out of life. You don't have to choose between what you're doing now and a new project or passion, unless that's really what you want to do. And you certainly don't have to be worried that your family will suffer if you pursue what lights you up. Pouring into yourself, stepping up to become the best version of yourself will not only benefit you, but I promise you, those around you will benefit as well. You do have to be brave. You do have to be bold. You have to be willing to acknowledge that you have a desire for something more. Friend, I encourage you to take that first step. Take your toes to the edge. Maybe dangle your toes off the edge. But take that small step outside your comfort zone and go after what you desire. Until next time. I invite you to step bravely to the edge, my friend. Live a life you love and know that I'm here cheering you on. See you soon, friends. Thanks for listening to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And it would truly mean the world to me if you would pause for just a second, give me a five-star rating and review, and then be sure to share this episode with a woman you know would be inspired to step to the edge of her life after hearing this message. That's how we get this message out to more women around the world. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, hit me up on Instagram at R. Or check out my website, www.sjohnstonr.com to discover all the ways we can work together. Thank you for being part of this mission. And until next time, I encourage you to go out there and bravely step to the edge of your life and do something for yourself today that will bring more joy, more health, and more fulfillment.